A lot has happened since we last left Dash Malone at the Los Angeles Museum of Natural History. It's about three hours later, and we're back in the gumshoe's office. He's about to tell those closest to him a horrific tale about one of the most gruesome encounters he's ever had. Question is, will they believe him? And if they don't, will anyone else? Ow! Hold still. That stings. It's just icy, a big galoot. My wisecracking secretary, Cindy Crenshaw. And you got burns on your neck. This will help. Let me get a closer look at those, pal. Officer Sal McGill, my inside on the police force, and a friend. You know what those burns look like. They look painful. That's what they look like. Sure, but look closer. There's a shape to it. Oh, maybe you're right. Move your collar back. I can't see. Will you two get off me? I'm not some science experiment you can poke and prod at. I'm trying to get a better idea what happened. I'm trying to see if we need to call the doctor. I told you what happened, and I told you I don't need a doctor. You fell off a fire escape today. It wasn't a far drop. You still fell off a fire escape today. I'm fine. You're not fine. Will you two stop bickering? I need to go over this again. I swear to you, Sal, I swear it's what happened. Okay, buddy. I know you think it did. No, Sal, it happened. Today, Zeta Makara killed me. You are listening to Dash, the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara. Chapter 7, The Vessel. I was in the Los Angeles Museum of Natural History, trying to track down any lead I could, when I heard a voice. I couldn't believe it, but it sounded like him. It sounded like Plink, and he was calling me. Dash. It was coming through a door to the side of the exhibit. I opened it. It was pitch black. I lit a match, and that's when I saw her. It was Zeta Makara, but she looked nothing like she did in my office the day before. She didn't look helpless or desperate. She didn't even look human. She looked like she was out for blood, or... or something much worse. Her eyes were dark yellow beads of ember. She moved in contortions and fits, and out of her mouth leaked some sort of green vapor that smelled like ancient parchment burning. The security guard I'd seen earlier was at her feet. His mouth was agape like he was screaming for help, but he couldn't be heard. Like how that mummy in the next room looked, frozen in horror throughout the ages. Like how Sal said Artie looked when he found him in the park. Like they'd been buried alive, screaming for help. Like how Plink looked the night before. In a split second, Zeta Makara turned those malevolent eyes on me. There was a low moan that emanated from her. It, it wasn't communication. It wasn't of this world. It was something 
evil, and it was headed in my direction. I tried to reason with her, assure her that I wasn't the enemy. Miss Makara, whatever happened, we can get you help. She didn't waver. I tried to be more forceful, assert the authority that I used to have when I carried a badge. Miss Makara, I'm going to need you to stay right where you are. Don't make any sudden movements. But it didn't matter what I said or how I said it. She lumbered towards me with unnerving dread. And then she moved like lightning. I reached for my firearm, but she grabbed hold of my wrist before I could pull it. Her grip was savagely powerful and it burned to the touch. I shook out of her grasp, but she was unrelenting. When I was on the force, most of the guys had no problem hitting women. No matter what, I could never bring myself to do it. Something about a cop hitting a woman just didn't sit right with me. But I'm not a cop anymore, and I'm not quite sure she's a woman. I didn't hold back. I walloped her as hard as I could, but it was like punching a brick wall. I doubled back in pain, hoping the bones in my fingers weren't crushed, feeling the pain of the fall from before, fearing my chances had just run out. And that's when she stopped. She froze like someone had just pumped the brakes on the monstrous force that was driving her. But then the stillness was broken. She forcefully grabbed her head as if to keep it from falling off as the rest of her body burst into violent spasms and quakes. She let out a terrible scream. She was in pain. Her body raged against itself as if there was a battle warring inside of her. I forgot everything and I reached out to help. Miss Makara! I grabbed onto her, trying to settle her shuddering limbs. She looked up at me like she was trying to tell me something. And then she stopped. Whatever war that had waged inside of her was won. And it was a monstrous victory. Her eyes fogged over, and through the fog, I could see that deep, horrible ember blazing through as she grabbed onto me again. It burned. And with everything I had, I pushed her off. She lost her balance and fell through the doorway into the museum exhibit. And that's when I saw them. What's that, Daddy? They were a family. Wife, husband, and a little girl. Just enjoying a day at the museum. Ma'am, are you okay? They saw a woman fall through a doorway and collapse on the ground. They tried to help. That's all they were trying to do. Do you need help? Darling, I don't think you should... I couldn't blame them for wanting to help, but I couldn't warn them in time. Oh my god! Get away from her! Run! They ran, but she was faster. Ah! Jessica! Get your hands off my daughter! Zeta Makara had snatched up the little girl before she could get away. 
She lifted her off the ground by the sides of her face. The child hung in midair, screaming. And that's when it happened. It didn't look real. It didn't look lifelike. The girl continued to scream, but ceased making any sounds. Then out of her mouth, a green vapor-like substance poured. Theta Makara opened wide and started taking it in. The girl went limp. Her face turned pale, as if the very life was being drained out of her. It was a horror to behold. Jessica, no! Oh dear God, what do we do? Her parents were frozen with dread. I had to do something, and fast. If I tried to shoot, I could have hit the girl, and my fists were already swollen from the wallop I tried to lay into her before. I grabbed the first thing I could get my hands on. Some ancient Egyptian scepter called a crook that was on display in the exhibit. I didn't care what it was called, I slammed into her with all the force I could muster. It worked. It stunned Zeta Makara, and she dropped the girl. Run, kid! Run! With the child out of the way, I was back in this monster's view. She ran at me, and I scurried in the opposite direction. Away from the family, away from the kid, right into... Right into that thing. That grotesque creature that was on display. The ancient corpse that looked like something out of the damned. The mummy. Somehow it... It was standing there, in horrifying silence. Its black eyes froze me like a stone for a second. And that's all she needed. Like a parasite, she leached onto me, and I fell to the ground. Her hands collapsed around my neck. They burned to the touch. I tried to yell out in pain. But it was like that nightmare I sometimes have. I try to scream out for help to someone, anyone, but when I open my mouth, I can't make a sound. It felt like she was dragging the life right out of me. I fought as hard as I could, but this world started to slip away. I started to fade. Before I lost it, I saw all this green vapor flood from my body into hers, and then from hers into that thing. It was growing somehow stronger, more powerful, coming to life. And then... I died. I was gone. I could feel it. There was a threshold that I stepped over. Everything was white. Everything was vast. Everything was gone. And then I heard a voice. The one voice I wanted to hear. It was Plank again. But he was so close. So real. Dash. Dash. Dash? I tried to call out to him, to say anything to him, but I couldn't. I couldn't speak. I couldn't scream. I couldn't tell him what I never was able to tell him before. You have emerged in me. So I have... And then? Get her off him! I'm trying. Is he alive? Guy. Hey, Guy. Oh, he's opening his eyes. 
Two other guards from the museum were pulling Zita Makara off me. She was limp, unconscious. I was back in this world somehow. <laughs> Say something. One of you, you're both looking at me like, like I'm nuts. No one thinks you're nuts. I've always thought you were nuts. It's a lot to process all at once. What's that supposed to mean? It means just that. I'm trying to get my head around it. I'm not making this up. No one said you were. I'm not. You can lower your voice. I'll get more ice. Oh, sure. Yeah, you go do that. Excuse me? You're not doing yourself any favors by flying off the handle here. We're trying to help you. Then believe me. I do. But I gotta call the station. Jesus, Sal. Hey, you're lucky I caught her on KGPL and got down in the museum when I did. I was the one who was attacked here. That's why they let me take you back here to get your statement. But you know they're gonna want to see you themselves. The captain... I'm not going back down there. Not after what Fernez pulled last night. You know as well as I do. What's wrong with you, Sal? I, I just lost the man that I have been with for a year. I am never going to see him again. He's gone. He's dead. Hell, I loved him, Sal. I loved him. I know you did. I never told him that. I, ne I never told him that. As the sun begins to go down, Sal McGill and Cindy Crenshaw do their best to catch the pieces of their friend's heart as it shatters once again. We leave them for now, but before we go, we must shift our focus one more time back to the museum. It's been a hot day for you, sweetheart. Officer, is this really necessary? My daughter has told you everything that happened. She needs rest! Ma'am, please. All we wanted was a nice, relaxing day at the museum. Just a nice, relaxing day. I just want to know if there's anything you forgot to mention. About the lady who hurt you, about the man who saved you, about anything else. What's that, kid? I don't... Officer, please! Can't you see she's upset? I need you to keep calm, ma'am. Jessica, it's okay. What is it? She was... She was... I, I heard her voice in my head. That lady. Look, she's delusional! Ma'am, please let her speak. But it wasn't just her voice. There was another one, too. It was so scary. And he, and he said... What did he say? She's had enough. It was talking about the man. The man who, who saved me. And what did it say about him? It, it just one thing. 
over and over. It kept saying, that man, the, the detective, it said he was doomed. Doomed. You have been listening to Dash, the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara. Starring Peter Zielinski, Sarah Luciano, Jay Mazzola, Shana Massad, Christopher Tolomeo, Thomas Robert Urban, McLauro, Iris Gerlach, Sarah Gerlach, Joel Gerlach, Jerry Temple, and Carlos Giga. Written and directed by Dave Ebersole. Sound design by McLauro. Music by Christopher Tolomeo and McLauro. Produced by Ed Hill and McLauro. Executive producers Ed Hill and Andrew Greenwood. Dash created by Dave Ebersole and D. Leah Gable. Until next time, I'm Jim Diamond. Thank you for listening. <laughs>